0: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, we have the founder and CEO of Saged App, which is a phenomenal resource for your Earth-based teachings and practices, Julia Monk. Now, she was a game designer for over 10 years and then decided to make this app in 2018, and it is revolutionizing the spiritual game, guys, with these daily rituals and practices that really focus and align your personal path. It's It's incredible. Now, on this episode, we talk about her navigating her own personal Saturn return and how you can harness and change the restless energy of that as well. Not only that, but her spiritual technology, which is what this app is really infused with, uh, the plant medicine ceremonies and experiences that she has had, as well as how to launch and run your own soul-aligned business. So this episode has it all. Not only that, she is remarkably fantastic. So all of the ways, of course, to find her will be located down in the show notes. Make sure that you guys check that out. While you're down in the show notes as well, we have all of our resource links available for you guys titled resource links. There's quite a few down there, so check them out. Also, I really want to encourage everybody to head on over to the website and sign up. It's completely free to do that. The show is moving in a different direction, and I don't want anyone to miss out on it if you're aligned with the next direction that we're all moving here. So if that's the case, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. While you're over there, check out some of the two hop for YouTube stuff. Check out some of the links to the socials. Go peruse the store and see if there's anything in there that you'd like to rep the gear for. All of it can be found right there at expandingrealitypodcast.com. As well, you can sign up to become an expansive Insider member, and this is where all the mass of panels are guys all the collaborations bonus episodes all kinds of stuff make sure that y'all check that out so without any further ado let's get to this incredible conversation with Julia Monk all right ladies and gentlemen everybody out there in listening world thank you so much for joining us we have Julia Monk here hanging out you are incredible I'm so grateful that we have connected so uh, if you don't mind just up top here let's get it going with tell us a little bit about you
1: Thanks, Brandon. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so I'm Julia. I'm the founder of this spiritual app, Saged, um, which you can find in the app stores. And it's an app sign to help you on your spiritual journey. So all those days in between, maybe you've, if you work with plant medicine, you have big awakenings, and then you have regular life. And it's like, wait a minute, how do I integrate my life? How do I stay on the spiritual path every day? This is where Sage comes in. We wanted to do something Every day that is connecting you to your divinity and keeps you popping around on on your spiritual path. So that's what I'm up to now. My past was in game design. So I worked at all the big companies like Electronic Arts, Big Fish Games as a VP of product uh, and marketing and had a blast doing that for a long time. But then it wasn't fun anymore. Like I just didn't feel aligned. And I was like, "I, I need to do something else. And, you know, went on my own like spiritual awakening and my journey. And I'm just like, Got it. I need to take my tech skills and use them for the spiritual stuff. I can create some spiritual tech instead of, you know, stealing people's time with entertainment products. So that sort of was my my big epiphany. So but I spent a lot of time working in that industry and really enjoyed it. And, you know, the other fun fact for me is that I'm from Sweden uh, and I transitioned over to the, the States 20 years ago. I live in San Francisco now. But right now, I am actually in Sweden, and it's been this magical, mystical midsummer—you know, solstice. Here is a very revered holiday, so it was so special to be here when the sun like never really sets. It's so cool.
0: That is so cool. So, what what special, I guess, rituals do you guys have in Sweden about uh, the solstice? Like, what's so significant about it?
1: So, it's always been—it's like a pagan tradition here, you know. Even though it's a it's somewhat, I'm a very secular country, but Christian traditions, obviously. But this is a pagan ritual that we've held on to throughout all the years. I think even the Vikings were doing it. So uh, it's, it's kind of neat. We always put up a maypole, which is, you know, a fertility symbol. And we dress it up with flowers. Uh, and it's so beautiful. And the whole like community helps out building these things on the day of the solstice. And then we dance around it. So everybody's like dancing around the maypole, singing these traditional songs. Everybody knows them, you know, kids and old alike with like live music. And then it's really just a party where you get together and you, you eat and you drink. So that's sort of the, the secular version of it. But there's also a lot of, myth and mythology around midsummer and what you're supposed to be doing especially for anybody who wants to be you know hook up or get get married or find their partner there's all these things that they should collect seven different kinds of flowers on the midsummer's eve put them under their pillow and then they would dream about the person they're about to, to partner with so that's something that a lot of the younger people would do or anybody who's looking for an awesome partner Uh, But a lot of it is just around celebrating the light, celebrating fertility and just like the peak of light, and just really bringing that in. So um, so it's a really sweet, sweet thing that we
0: do. That's so much fun. I love uh, the ritual nature of that. And I love how involved everybody is in it. And even just these ideas of being beneficial for you just simply based on the intent, which is wonderful. So do you feel like that that sort of upbringing around that sort of tradition kind of molded you into the spiritual path you find yourself on?
1: You know, I, yes and no. I think that um, it was cool to have it. We didn't really think about it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, of course it's midnight sun. Of course it's midsummer. It's like we didn't really pay attention to why it was important, but it was something that was just given to us. And then the fact that it's it's so secular here um that it, I sort of grew up without religion in a lot of ways, um which you know I would call myself a seeker very early on. I remember I was like seven or eight years old, like just like, I did not know how to read. Right. But I would open up the, like the Bible. Like we had some Bible lying around at home. My parents were not had zero faith, but I was reading. I'm like, this is interesting. This Jesus guy. And I felt really drawn to like some of the characters. I'm like, wow, what is this? And, you know, I grew older and that sort of fell, fell off. But, you know, later in life when I got on my journey, I'm like, Oh my God, I've always been so interested in this. And like, this, this has been really my jam. I just forgot about it um so it's been interesting you know there was this one story i was at this some uh, a ceremony like a moon ceremony and the the woman who was guiding it she she's like i I need somebody to help me facilitate this who did not grow up in like the catholic church or the protestant like church somebody who's like not you know agnostic if you will and i'm like i was the only one there's so many people who've been like tainted by religion of or not tainted but like been brought up and like this is how it is and how it's done and the the shame and the this and that everything that comes with it and i'm like cool like i was actually spared from a lot of that uh and can sort of like (laughs) create my own little religion out of it so it's it's interesting because you know sweden in a way has a deep tradition of like mythology and stories and you know the 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 norse gods and like all this stuff but um But it's basically secular today. But there is like an awakening, like people are getting more interested. Like, wait, I was just walking by the store that's called The Witch the other day when it's like full on, like bringing out the traditions again. So it's coming like like everywhere. Like this is just like bubbling under the surface of people want to rediscover and uh, the roots and connect with other types of, uh, forms of spirituality.
0: Yeah. That's a brilliant way you put it. And I think it's so fascinating because you did grow up in a secular country where you just kind of have ideas, you know, where moon rituals, where may poles go up side note, just real quick. Why is it called a may pole? If you guys use it in June, I have I'm no just, idea. Okay. That's fair.
1: Have, it's just in English actually we called it Midsummer song. So it's like midsummer thing, like Pole. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Not a
0: summer pole, not a midsummer pole, and May poll specifically. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, but also, interesting. It, it is so interesting because over here, yeah, I'm raised Baptist, uh, a lot of folks over here, you know, especially during this Great Awakening, which we're talking about here, have really had to go in and do some religious trauma work and all of that. And it seems that you were spared from that. And so you really didn't have any, I guess, religious traumatic experience uh, growing up. So that's, that's really interesting that you were just able to kind of skip over that part. Now, um, and I, I kind of have an idea about why, you know, that occurs. Like, let's say people are born in a certain area with their sole contract or with their purpose, and they go through a specific set of kind of standards, upbringing, all of that. It seems like you, perhaps in a past life, just kind of skipped that step. You're just like, no, 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 I'm going to start in Sweden this year, uh, or this lifetime, so that I can just kind of fast forward through all that stuff. And so that's just kind of an interesting perspective, seeing how you were raised in a secular country versus somebody. That, you know, I guess battles religious trauma, if you want to if you want to put it that way. Um, But I I just think that that's really interesting that you have such a different perspective on your upbringing as far as not needing to shed any religious ideologies. Do you find that you're able to connect with people a little bit more Um, because usually shared trauma like a religious type of a thing, especially in the United States, for instance, um, is seems to be a really good connection point. You'll find people that say, oh, yeah, I was raised Baptist just like me and then eventually left it. And there's a kind of a connection there. But with you, do you find it more challenging to connect with people with religious traumas having not experienced it yourself?
1: I have a lot of Catholic friends, you know, recovering Catholics in various forms. And yeah, I mean, I can I understand, you know, I can obviously understand what they're going through, obviously not having to live through it either. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yes, we don't have we don't share the trauma. I don't share the trauma with, with them, but I just have a lot of empathy for what they're going through. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, also those people are on the awakening path and how they can so beautifully sort of change their relationship with all these like, characters like, oh, my God, Mary Magdalene, maybe she was not at all what they said she was. And just like really like the joy that comes over people when they like realize, wait, I can change the narrative and the story here around these the energies of these people and it's just so liberating even more so for me it's interesting right because i did, wasn't carrying the old stuff anyway it's just like okay cool that's amazing but for them it's just like woohoo like that was, that was not true you know so it becomes much more joyous in a way and like a yeah vindictive way almost you know
0: yeah Well, it's pretty cool how you can relate because you're like, hey, it's all going to work out and everything's going to be fine, even though I didn't need to go through the being scared, the the hell scared into me kind of a thing or or recovering, you know, Catholic, like you said, you know, I've got to hook you up with a young lady named Dr. Jenny Martin just recently had her on. She has like, I believe it's titled the psychedelic cervix, but she talks a lot about Mary Magdalene and Jesus and how it's kind of misappropriated. And we even have a bunch of things, uh, a bunch of folks that I know that are called astrotheologists. I'm sure you're familiar with this, where they go through the Bible and they see it as more of an allegory. And so it's not as... Dire, you know, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of skip that step, move on to the real things. So, speaking of moving on to the real things, let's talk about your app, Sage. It is so cool. I checked this thing out and it's just amazing to see, you know, how you went from where you were in your game designing and developing career of 10 plus years with a family, you know, kids, husband, all that. And then you moved into this after your Saturn return. So, you mind just kind of talking us through that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, my Saturn return was actually a little. Earlier, but my, I had a huge one. um And I, I love talking about that one because <laughs> it was just so, it was like ridiculous in a way. So sad return for those of you who don't know, it's like happens somewhere between your 25th and 30th year of life. And it's often one that sort of like sets you straight or like puts you on the trajectory that you're actually supposed to be on. Like you think you've got to figure out, hey, I did college and did all the things. I met a guy, like I have a job. Woo-hoo. But then, like, this thing just like whack hits you and like course corrects you in a major way and that totally happened to me I was living here in Sweden everything was fine it was launched my game career and had the same boyfriend since like high school And I totally knew what my life was going to look at at 50 scared the shit out of me but I still like okay that's kind of predictable I don't know if I like the predictable part of it but I kind of see it okay great whatever it's fine and my life was pretty cushy you know it's great But then everything started falling apart. Like, oh, I got dumped by the boyfriend. Like, he met somebody else. Oh, I got fired from the job where they, you know, had to lay off a bunch of people. And then I was going to, okay, I'm like, that's fine. I get another job. It's going to be fine. I'm going to move into this new apartment now. And after separating from my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, no, that apartment went away. Like, everything was just like every door shut like it was like it was ridiculous anything i tried to do in stockholm wouldn't work and and i'm like what's going on and then one day my my best friend since the age of five called me up and she's like come visit me in san francisco she had just moved there with her husband an american guy she's just just come it's not like you have anything going on for yourself anyway so i'm like not wrong (laughs) so I left and I was like, okay, let me spend a few weeks in San Francisco and see what's going on. And then everything started like falling into place there, like shop my resume around. And of course, like the gaming industry in the Bay Area, huge. So like got a job and like met cool people, like everything just fell into place. I was finally like riding a wave of flow. I'm like, oh, I just had to have that life I thought I knew and that I wanted to be completely destroyed so something else could emerge from it. And, you know, and, and I'm just looking back at that now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, what, a, what an amazing turn of event that was for me. And I like, coming out on the other side, it was just like, wow, that was huge. And, you know, I, my life would not have looked like this at all if I hadn't just if that hadn't happened. Um, but, you know, there, but there was still so much pain and suffering when going through it. So I often like would like to talk about, like, if you're going through Saturn return and you're going through this experience of everything just shutting in your face, don't fret. like Don't fear it. Don't feel like this is the end. It's just the beginning. Like sometimes things need to fall through. So for me, that was the biggest learning. I wish somebody would have told me when I was going through it. You, have to, you get the, you know, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel kind of spiel. You know, where you're like your heart's broken. You're just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to my life? But it was just, if I had known, if I had only known what was gonna happen, I'd be kind of excited. I'd be like, cool, like that shit went away. And <laughs> something else can blossom from that, like what from that compost, what beautiful flower is gonna arise. So just being with that in, the, in your Saturn return for anyone who goes through it, just having like some sort of like, even if it feels miserable, like having some sort of hope that, oh, it's just falling away for a reason, like something else is gonna come through that's actually gonna be better and maybe more aligned for me personally. So that's just my spiel sad and retired. Like I had a big one. And then for, for me, and in, in terms of sort of doing the shift, for me it was more like when I was um, you know, my my late 30s, it was just I had my life was perfect on paper. Like I made the huge transition, like 826, like and here I am, like 10 years later in San Francisco, married. He's an awesome guy. Two cute kids, like sweet, scored, you know, really important jobs at big companies and all the good things, great community, and all that stuff. So life on paper, perfect. Like checked all the boxes, but that inside, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I feel so empty. This, this, is this life? What is life? Like I, what did I sign up for? It was just like, everything just came crashing down. And which really, bar, you know, sparked my you know, awakening journey. And like, what what, what am I supposed to be doing with this life? Like, clearly, this is not it because I don't want to feel this way. And I'm freaking depressed. Uh, and luckily for me, like living in San Francisco, tons of resources. Like my community was deep into plant medicine and there were a lot of like shamans available and all these things and other people, really cool people that I, I got uh, to meet and like learn from. Then also had like a plant medicine journeys that really just like opened me up entirely and, and like really started like giving me back the lust for life. It's like, Oh Jesus, there is the spiritual stuff that I always hoped there was it's actually real and it's true. And there's, you know, of course, there's so much that doesn't meet the eye and just really going into and discovering all of that. But the thing was like, the more I was discovering it, the more I realized, Oh, I don't have the resources to like, like, how do I do this now? Like, what guru should I line with? Like, what book should I read? I don't have time. I have two kids and a job and things. So and for me, it was really frustrating because I would have these big openings and I just didn't have somebody to hold my hand through the rest of the time in my integration process. So that's really where a Sage came from. It's just like, I want to build something that actually helps people in between sort of bigger openings or traumatic experiences or whatever. It's just like, let's just go back to basics. Let's go back to like connecting with our spiritual self. Let's go back to our divinity every, every day, just a little bit, five minutes a day. Just like, let's remind myself, just like reset my energy, up-level myself. Okay, great. And then go out and live your life. So that's sort of what it came to. And it was a tool that I really built for myself, but it's been just so heartening to see that there's so many people that are looking for something similar. Um, So that's where we are now.
0: Yeah. And uh, you talk about Saturn return. And as you were speaking about this, you know, I can empathize with this as well. And I've made huge changes in my life in response to that. And uh, I feel much happier, much better. Uh, But what about the folks that go through those Saturn returns and don't have the same wherewithal to kind of question their reality like you do? Like, how do you navigate that restless energy during that time?
1: I mean, I think a lot of it is grounding, right? So, like, when you whenever you feel the restless energy, just like you know, and how this expressed, it can be anxiety. It can be for me, anxiety was really how it expressed itself. Like, it just it was just an excess of energy. I just didn't know where to put it, um, and didn't know where to channel it. And you know, I could exercise for days, but it still wouldn't take it away. And you know, it was just like you know what is going on, you know? Um, and it's, you know, I even went to the doctor once and I'm like, I think I've asthma. like, I, I can't breathe. I was like, no, you, you're you having like panic attacks. I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> I do. Like, I'm not even 30. Why am I having like panic attacks? This is so strange. So it's like this whole thing of like really not understanding how to ground yourself and how to ground that energy. So for me, I would recommend for anybody suffering from that, it's just like, obviously, get grounded and how do you get ra- grounded is a lot of it is about breath work a lot of it is about meditation and stillness and all that stuff but it's also just other tools that you we can get into that a later i have a really awesome tool i like to share um but it's really about you know it's okay that you have all that energy and there's a there's a space for that energy to go that it's not necessarily in your body you can give it back to the earth and you can like compost it back in
0: I like to compost it back in, and then f- as things growing from it. I-, I love that breakdown of organic material metaphor for beautiful things to grow out of that are no longer you know alive or whatever. Uh, you know um, when you when you said this about going to the doctor, and then he said, "Oh, you're having many panic attacks." And, you know that next conversation is usually him pulling out a prescription pad and writing you a prescription for antidepressants. But it seems like you took that information as just like, "Okay, this is my information, and I'll figure out how to deal with it," rather than get on prescription medication. <clears throat> what brought you to that clarity was it in that moment or you know I'm sure did that pad come out and he kind of did.
1: you know what he prescribed me he's like breathe in a brown paper bag huh so he never he never took me there which I'm so grateful for you know after I'm like wow that could have been a trajectory to a completely wrong place for me you know but he was just like breathe into a brown paper bag and then I told my mom and she sent me some book about it and I read a little bit I'm like I don't know if like I don't know if this resonates for me, you know, I'm not sure, but just the knowing of what it was, was a big aha moment for them. Like, oh, I'm just, it's just like old things on my receptors I haven't processed and I, that hasn't had a way to sort of clear out of of my vessel and just like the realization just really eased that by a lot. And whenever I'm seeing it, I'm recognizing it now. Like, okay, we just need to like really ground and do some clearing and like, let, let the body like settle in because it's like you're getting aggravated again. So now it's just like a, a tool. I use, Rather than being f- afraid of it, I feel the sensation and I'm using it as a tool to guide me. So like, okay, I'm noticing I'm feeling this way and I'm not going to freak out about it, but I'm going to take care of myself now in, in a different way.
0: Yeah, just acknowledge. Now, um, speaking in tools, do you mind if we go over that? What's your, you know, daily tool for accessing kind of your spiritual grounding?
1: Yeah. So I have. Uh, it's a, I have many tools. I have to say, first before before every meeting and so on, I love to do anointing. So I always have like essential oils, like in my bag or my wherever on my desk. So before I um, hop onto a meeting or start my day, I like to anoint myself and. I do that by taking any essential oil. And of course, there's like so many different kinds. I'm sure everybody has a little bit, even lavender, whatever you have. Uh, If you don't like the scent of anything, you can just energetically anoint yourself too, right? So you put some essential oil in your hand and then you touch your chakra points. I start at the crown. I touch your third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, the sacral area and the root. And then I touch my wrists and behind the ears and my feet. And I do that as a way of energetically cleansing myself and getting myself in the zone for whatever it is that needs to happen. And I have like a little intention for myself, like whatever transpires now is for the highest good of all. So let me, whatever needs to come through in this meeting with this person or whatever, let that just be for the highest good of all. So that's like a little anointing prayer. I do often like several times a day. I even do it on my kids before bedtime. So with lavender, and they know, and that's great because now they know their chakra points, and they know to do that, and they can do it back on to me. And it's, it's, it's a very sweet sort of like calming, centering thing that I do, and it takes thirty seconds. You know, it's like very convenient. Then the other thing that I love to do, and this is my newer tool, this is something I learned from Lisa Miller. I don't know if you've read her book, Awake: The Awakened Brain. Totally recommend that; it's amazing. So the The cliff notes of the the book is basically that she has thirty years of uh, scientific studies on on spirituality and the brain, and has scientific evidence that a spiritual brain is more resilient against depression and mental disorders. So, like being um, being spiritual has so many benefits uh, to you, just like how you navigate your life and how you actually are more, you know. Um, resilient to to any sort of depression and so on so it's beautiful and she shares this very simple tool that really really resonates for me and i I hope it does for you too so i can just talk you through it it doesn't take more than two minutes also and they call it like it's meditation plus like meditation is great like it gets you grounded and you can quiet the monkey brain and you can get focused and you can just you know be an observer of your thoughts and that's great however what this tool does is take it to the next level. So you also get good information of what you need to do in your life at this, at this today, at this moment. And she's been using this technique also with uh, the U S army to sort of instill in the leadership there to make better decision-making, to get make decisions, really grounded decisions. So it's, it's a beautiful tool. Anybody can use it. Anybody can do it. So it goes like this. It, First, you take a couple of cleansing breaths and you can close your eyes. (sighs) Take two breaths and just really (sighs) arrive at the here and now. And then you close your eyes and you visualize in your mind's eye a table. It could be any table, whichever table you first think of, let that be the table and you take a seat at this table. And once you're seated, you invite anyone who loves you to also join you at this table. So you can take a little time and just see who is showing up for you on the table. And this is just for today. You don't have to stress too much about who's showing up. It could be anybody. And as they take their seats with you around the table, you just acknowledge them by looking at them. And then you ask your higher self. So you put your focus on your higher self, which would be above your crown chakra, you know, high high up in the sky. Ah, And make sure you you know that you have your higher self there. And then you also make sure that you know where your higher self is, which is way up, you know, in the center of the universe. And you look around the table, all the people who are there with you, and you ask them one simple question, you ask them, Do you love me? And you would feel their love pouring out. And they say, Of course, we love you, we're here for you, we love you so much. And then you connect with your higher self and you ask the same question: Do you love me? And you could feel the love from your higher self pouring through your crown chakra into your vessel, filling your whole body. And then you ask that your highest self or source or God or whatever you want to call it, universe, do you love me? And you feel the love of the universe flowing through your vessel again. And from this state of feeling love from so many different angles and really filling yourself with love, you again ask a question and it's simply, what should I do next? What should I do next? And you just listen to the guidance from your from the people around the table, from your highest self or your higher self. And once you've gotten a few good nuggets from there, you express your gratitude for everybody who showed up for you today and for sharing their love and their wisdom with you. And you take a big deep breath. And you open your eyes.
0: It's beautiful. That's amazing. How powerful is that? Isn't uh, it
1: so good? It's so simple, but like, wow, oh, it gets me every time.
0: <laughs> now, is this one of the tools that you feature on your app?
1: You know, we are featuring it more and more. Like for me personally, like this is the biggest tool I love. And I want to push it out to more people also so we do, we incorporate similar things. Like every day we have a daily ritual for you to do, which acknowledges sort of, it blends astrology with simple ritual things like breath work or altar tending or a journal prompts. So we would base it on, so let's say the moon is in Gemini and the sun is in Cancer. So what are the elements we're working with? And from those elements of, you know, uh, whatever it is for that particular day, we craft uh, a specific ritual and it's fast. Also, again, like we're big, big, big fans of things like get you it, Like it's easy to, to digest and then take it out and live your life. So we would have things like journal prompts. We have things like breath work and like quick instructions for the daily rituals. So again, won't take more than what this tool did, um, to do, but it really leaves you elevated, like reset ready for the day and just like really have been tapped into to your uh to your essence and this so we have three things we actually want you to do so the daily ritual one the other one is on the gratitude practice because as you know the grat- gratitude is like the most beautiful vibration so always like what are you grateful for today there's always something to be grateful for and just thinking about that you just feel your heart opening it is like oh yeah i'm so grateful and it just definitely changes your mood and the last to be have like a guided meditation for people who want to go a little deeper and it's like two to five minutes long but again has a lot of to do with you know just really waking in the divine within you and really saying you are enough you're here you are amazing and you know you can manifest your heart's desires so that's in its simplest form that's what sage is doing every day then of course we have more things if you have we have moon circles of so new moon and full moon you can like come and for with a for a live ceremony we have all these beautiful wisdom keepers who come and share in live classes too and there's just a lot going on always in the, and we have community groups with a lot of discussions on anything so people who are new or people who are you know really have been in the on the spiritual train for a long time can support each other and ask questions and so on so it's been it's been such a joyous uh, creation
0: it's beautiful. And I'm grateful that you mentioned gratitude. This is how I know you're legit. If anybody talks about how vibrational gratitude is and the importance of it, I'm like, yep, listen to this person. They know what they're talking about. So, you know, in 2017 or so, right before the launch of your app in 2018, Saged, which of course, guys, all the ways to find her amazing app, You're amazing, all the ways to find you will be located down in the show notes to make sure you take advantage of that. But what happened right before your 2018 launch of Saged?
1: What happened right before it um we're going back in
0: time yeah time travel. yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so it was so funny 2018 so i would say i started my spiritual awakening in like 2016 and did that um you know the, my first thing was like plant medicine and like blew my, my mind i'm like holy smokes and like Healed my relationship with my, my dad. My parents had like World War III divorce kind of thing. And I, during the ceremony, just like connected with what my family was before the divorce, which I had like blocked out completely. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm from a happy family. Like we actually had a great time. And like, look at that. Oh my God. And I like got so many memories back and, and like really felt my dad's love for me. So I called him up the next day. And I'm like, dad, I love you so much. And he was like, me too. I was like, so he, he's a pretty spiritual guy in his old years. So we just totally connected and bonded and it forever changed our relationship. So I just had this big reverence for what plant medicine can really do for a person and like what the healing is within there. So that was really like my embarking on this like beautiful thing that then would, you know, two years later would, would, be, um, would become sage. But I, I, you know, there was so much to unpack between 2016 and 2018. There was like so much healing that had had to happen with me, and some of the stuff had to do with like living, you know, working in a male-dominated industry for so long, and just. How, and i was like the only woman often around the table you know i was the only person who did game design or product management most of the time of course there were some others thankfully but we were a minority by far and just like the the systematic like repressing of the the female point of view with these are like great guys and i love them i owe them a a lot of gratitude for my career but it was just how it was done it was just like oh yeah yeah eh, eh, but that's a bad idea i'm like oh my god this is terrible so i had my creativity over time had just been like shut down every year a little more a little more a little more and it was uh, in a conversation with kaya rod you familiar with her with Sophia code she's another amazing person so she basically uh is channeling a lot of deities and goddesses and so on about, uh, you know, healing and and amazing things. Anyways, we had a little session with her. She came over to my friend's house and we sat down with her and, you know, she would do beautiful work on all the individual, I think we're 13 women there. Some of them she would do like a shamanic exorcism or like clearing of ancestral stuff that was like in their way. And she, like, it was full on. Like she was like working on people. There was like, I got the Florida and feathers and woo, lots of energy me cleared. And then it was my turn. I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen now? And all she did was to set me down. It's just like, how can I help you? And I'm like, well, I feel little stuck creatively. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure what it is that wants to be birthed through me. I mean, she's like, well, I see a lifestyle brand in you. I'm like, really? I make games. She's like, oh yeah, games are good. You can make a game too if you want. But I see a lifestyle brand. I'm like, that's weird. Why would I do that? You know? And then she's like, well, you know, so what? What are you waiting for? I'm like, I don't know. It's like you have permission to go create. I'm like, I do. And that was what it took. That when the floodgates freaking opened up, and like just from like somebody that I barely just met gave me the permission to go do it and and it was just that's what all I needed to hear and it really just allowed me and again like just a few words and how important words are and how they can be used to really help shift people so incredible
0: it's so beautiful that you put it that way. And yes, it is. It's one little thing that's the catalyst for everything, especially something, you know, sometimes it's your own advice you need. You know, sometimes I'll say something to somebody that I've said a thousand times, I'll hear it back to me and I'm like, son of a bitch. And it just resonates and it hits me right at the right time. So it's just really interesting, like you said. But it seems like, yes, you're at this creative stuck place, which is, you know, due to the industry in general, which is very interesting. But then also that you found somebody as a mentor in the, just a small session of being with them. And that's what Somebody truly powerful and that knows themselves really well uh, can achieve, and I sense this in you as well. You have this this energy about you, this confidence, this this lighthearted joy that really is attractive for people who are looking to seek the same thing. And and you have you know several tools, but and and I'd really like to talk more about your app. But you've got an amazing way of giving people permission to be themselves. And this is this is what you do. You know, you and I share this goal in life, is to give people back to themselves. And it seems like your mentor in that moment uh, seemed to achieve that for you, which made all the difference in the world, which, like you said, it's just a small little thing, but it changed the whole trajectory of your life, which is fascinating. Have, have you stayed in contact with her or have you, you know, caught up with her throughout the years to kind of check in and say, Hey, thanks.
1: Definitely. She's, she's doing amazing stuff, but it's like, it was somebody, it's like one of the trail angels, like, you know, you meet on your path that just sort of like open a door and like, and there was actually another, I'm going to go back to Lisa Miller one more time. I was just relistening a podcast she did with ritual, um, and it was like, just also an ex- thought experiment about looking at your life and looking at all the times that you have made like a big shift and who was standing at the by that doorway, like who was your angel on the trail of your life to sort of help guide you. And you just realized how many people there are that it could be like a conversation with a stranger on a bus that sparked an idea to do something or a long-term friend or whatever it is. So you're just like, oh my gosh, like it's how much influence people have on our lives that we don't even know that well. It was just like, that was to your point that that's exactly what I needed needed to hear. And now I, you know, worked up the courage to open that door and see what's next, right? So just like, or courage, and you can actually draw it out on a map. You can just like, okay, so, you know, I moved from that town and this, this, this. And think about like, who in your life at that point was instrumental in like having you make that decision and just like send gratitude to them. Like, thank you so much for supporting my life and supporting this journey I'm on. Like it's uh it's quite incredible
0: it's it's beautiful again the way that you put it and it's interesting also i would say to that as well uh, besides the encouraging and the every angel that drops down every now and then a lot of it's been like a the you know angel and devil that sit on your shoulder a lot of my huge moments have been that devil telling me to do something i shouldn't have and then learning a huge thing from that I guess mistake you know but it's not uh, but it's just something that uh, usually stimulates a lot of growth in me I wish I didn't learn that way I don't think that I do anymore which is great I'm, I'm grateful I'm past that point in my life so when I can just look at things and just move forward in that way and don't need to learn lessons the super hard way but it, it comes in so many forms which is again why this place is so interesting and you provide something that I think is so wonderful because it's a daily practice you know and I've I've been doing this, you know, for a minute. I've really committed to the practice, what I preach, or at least look into the things that we talk about here. And I've tried so many different things, and I honestly don't feel like they work. Honestly, and this is just being very vulnerable and, and open to you right now. Uh, the three six nine stuff, you know, the things that people swear by, it just I I don't get the same effect from it. So, you know, what's your advice for somebody that uh, like me that uh, tries all of these different things, uh, committed, full heart? And doesn't see the same, the results that people say that I should expect to see. Like, what what's going on there? Am I broke or am I just looking <laughs> at it? Am I broken? Am I looking at it wrong? I mean, this is really for a lot of people. Because I've had a lot of email exchanges with folks who feel the same way. And they're like, well, people talk about this and that I should feel this. And I did it for a year. And I felt nothing. And I actually made my life worse. You know what I mean? But, I, but back to those tower moment kind of things. Usually then maybe that's working. Maybe what what's happening. You needed everything to fall apart for you to kind of get past it and move on. But anyway, so any advice for folks that stick to a practice and then just don't see the results that they're supposed to see from it?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm not a stickler for like doing the same shit over and over and over and over again. Like doesn't work for me either. Like, and I don't have the tenacity or stamina to like do three, six, nine or every day in the same way. Like I feel like any 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 tool that needs to be used in that way, I shy away from because I don't feel it's realistic because it doesn't work. For, like, for me, it doesn't work because I just don't have the stamina. So it's a little different. I'm Gemini, so I'm like, oh, no, let's move on to the next thing. So that doesn't work. But so for me, it's just like, just do something, just like whatever it is, try the three, do that for one day, Do something. but just doing whatever it is, maybe one day it's just like, I'm just going to ponder my trail angels today. You know what? That's the only spiritual thing I'm going to do. And then tomorrow we'll see what I, what, what I can do. But I think, you know, doing something every day, we know like creating a habit and like making spirituality part of your habit, but using all the tools, not necessarily. I need to, you know, whatever it is, I need to manifest this or else. No. And, you know, I believe in manifestation. I, you know, and I, I kind of, I can also fall into that. Oh I this thing doesn't work. And then I look back and I'm like, hold on. No, it does. So fine. Let's let's move on. It it might not be exactly how you thought it was going to show up, but it showed It still did. But I would just say, like, don't, yeah, don't feel too married to like any and also like maybe reconsider if there's a modality that forces you to do something in that kind of repeated way that doesn't sound like it's healthy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And this is one of the things, because again, like I said, I just wanted to give it a good go, you know, and people will say, oh, well, you just didn't do it right. And it's like, dude, I did it to the letter. Exactly what you're talking about. Did all the things. And they're just like, no, 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 you didn't do it right. And then the whole like five times for 55 times a day, like those kind of weird things. I'm like, I don't see shaman doing this or I don't see like ancient people sitting there, you know, uh, writing hieroglyphics in a stone you know three times six nine times and nine times it's like there there has to be something different perhaps this is an adaptation of an intent but again like you i'm with you on this this incessant, like, Hey, you should do this or else, or you're screwing it up even when you're doing everything that I told you to it's that kind of thing is a little, in my mind, a little bit co-opted, which again is why I love what you're doing with your app, because it's got variety of different things in the little daily rituals and stuff. So let's talk about your favorite top three daily grinding, uh, grounding rituals. I'm very curious about this because I love the variety of your practice. It's great.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I oh. I mean, I like, I always like a good guided meditation, you know, anything that um, really helps me open up my chakra points. So really going through and and the way that we, my, my favorite teacher, Vanetta Taylor, that's also my spiritual mentor. She has this beautiful meditation where she, she, that's on the app where she talks you through, uh, you know, basically moving your consciousness through your chakra points. So really starting up on the crown, and moving your your consciousness down, 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 all the way to your root, and then like sprouting your your roots down into the ground and connecting to Gaia, and then she has you like going into this this chamber inside of Gaia, like an all crystal where you meet like your community, and you're just cool share a big hug and then you come out like that's like so beautiful like it's so nourishing just like really connecting with your body really connecting to yourself and and just being mindful of your chakra points like it's such a powerful tool that we have and then it's so beautiful like we drop in with like gaia pachamama whatever you want to call call her that's that's amazing
0: what's pachamama i haven't heard that
1: oh pachamama that's just the peruvian name for gaia like so Yeah. Oh my God. I have stories about Pachamama. She's fierce. She's awesome. But uh, (laughs) run me through the second
0: one. Okay. Deal. I was going to say run me through (laughs) the third one and then we'll let's talk about Pachamama. I haven't heard that. That's so cool. I'm going to look into it.
1: So the actual, so the other thing I would say on that, on that realm, um, which is it's more like a gratitude slash grounding, but every time before you eat or drink anything, you hold your hands over your food And you just give a moment to give gratitude to what you're gonna put in your body. So that really put again, you're infusing the vibration of gratitude into your body, like which is gonna be so grounding and so nourishing for you and really help your body absorb the food and make you feel grounded. And it's definitely gonna make you think twice and like, what is this on my plate? Why am I eating this? this (laughs) What my body needs right now. And just holding your hands on top of your plate and just like say thank you, Gaia, or thank you, Pachamama. Thank you so much for this beautiful food that I'm gonna eat. For me, that is a very grounding. It's like puts intention back into to eating and nourishing yourself rather than just eating just because I'm hungry and I'm stressed or whatever it is. So that I would say for me, that's a grounding practice that works really well. Um, So I think those two and then the the tool I shared before about getting the love bomb from everybody, that's like so good. And then for Pachamama, so let's talk plant medicine for a little bit. So, I recently went into Peru to do the Inca Trail with some friends, which was beyond the amazing, so good. Uh, But I also did some San Pedro before we went out on the trail. So, we're in Cusco, we're in the highlands in in Peru. It's like altitude and so beautiful, like lush and green, but mountains everywhere. And there's this woman I work with, uh, Franz La Casa Gringa she has the most amazing stuff anyway so I went there and did like ceremony with her and Saint Pedro I don't know if you're familiar but it's like a cactus and um it's the divine masculine and for me it often shows up as a very funny character like Saint Pedro shows up and it's a good time he's like showing up like as a gay unicorn for whatever reason that's what it shows up like to me very funny and interesting and always it gives me a to-do list of stuff to do and it's like very productive to to, for me to be in these types of ceremonies but this time in peru i come in we drop in a ceremony uh saint peter shows up with his unicorn and then he's like i want you to meet somebody takes me over he's like meet pachamama and it's basically earth like mother earth gaia it's her spirit and she was Fierce and huge and so pissed off, It's like, oh. "I'm like, help, Pajima, what's going on?" And she, it was this beautiful journey about like showing every all the imbalance on the planet. Just like the planet is out of whack. Look what's happening to this beautiful planet. Like it's, I'm so angry. Look what's happening. To the Amazon. Look at what's happening. You know, it's just all the things. And she was telling me. I'm born here. I'm from Peru. Like, I'm from Peru. I'm like, Okay, sure, whatever you say, Pachamama. It was, like, so fierce. Uh, and one of my spiritual teachers here, she always, like, it's like, Pachamama, we bow, bow down to you. Pachamama. And I was thought, like, what is she talking about? Why do we have to bow down? And now I got it. I'm like, I bow down to you. Like, she was just so powerful, and so big. But long story short, like she was just showing me all the imbalance on the planet. And, uh, you know, why Why is there war in Ukraine? Like, why is there wildfires in California? Why is the Amazon being, you know, burnt down? And, like, what's going on? And, like, she just, like, narrowed it down, narrowed it down. This, 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 this. And it all came down to uh, that the human heart is broken. So it's just like it's the human heart needs to be healed. Like we need to heal the human heart in order to restore the balance on the planet. So I'm like, oh, well, that's simple enough. Like <laughs> let's do that. Okay, let's let's do that. So it was just so interesting to sort of hear from <clears throat> you know our planet about like what we as human beings, like what can I do? Like, what can we do to risk re- what can we do now? So it's just really about like really honoring every person and understanding that their heart is a precious thing and whatever cracks are in there needs to be healed. So that was my Pachamama. So I just came out of that with like a deep, uh, you know, awe of, you know, the beauty on the planet we live. And also, Hey, actually we, we might be able to do this. If it's all about the human heart, then we can all touch somebody, connect somehow and help each other out. So that felt, it felt like inspirational and like, there's some hope too.
0: Man. And I, I love the way you put that too, because yes, it's, you've identified it basically. And I love that we jokingly said, Oh, you know, it's just, it that's simple. You know, just the human heart, how hard can that be? But it's a focal point, you know, now it's not like, Oh, okay, well, um, it's your big toe or it's all the chakras or it's your third eye or something. It's like, Nope, heal the heart. And that's where it goes. And this happens with, uh, you know, connection. And this this healing your own heart, of course, is the way that you connect to others to help them heal theirs as well. So it's just very interesting that you, you found all these amazing things along your life that I know, I know you've chosen, but you've still had these really profound experiences that continue to guide your path in this way. And you've created this incredible app. Like I said, guys, all the ways to find her are located down in the show notes, make sure that you check that thing out. So uh, what was your most profound plant medicine experience? So far, I would say, yeah,
1: I would say the I mean the first one and my last one, you know, that perfect my dad one was like, it's like I can't even begin to tell you. We're talking like 30 years of like bad relationship. We're like, eh, why bother to like just loving my dad up so hard? And just like I'm really looking forward to every time I get, you know, every moment I spend with him. So that to me was just such a gift. And then I would say, yeah, and there's another one where my my uh my granddad on my mom's side that died before i was born or i connected with him and i like, got to feel his spirit and energy and you know i already heard stories and i never met him and i like oh my god i totally get who you are and like what parts of me come from you and and he was an entrepreneur and you know gave me a lot of like again like permission like you know you you're come from a family of entrepreneurs like you can totally start your own company and thing. i'm like cool i <laughs> will do that and then thank you very much and then this this Pachamama, I'm just like, whoa. Intense. That's huge. Yeah.
0: Was your um experience uh, healing your dad's trauma, was that on ayahuasca?
1: No, it wasn't. It was uh, on Kana, which is like a South African heart medicine. Highly recommend. <laughs> it's-
0: that's amazing. So it seems like kind of uh, iboga. Uh, that's that's interesting. I of,
1: yeah, I really want to try iboga one day. Um, but yeah, coca. I think it's a little less.
0: Intense. intense. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and you said, um, you know, business. So how do you start a business and run it with a soul aligned, you know, a spiritual path and be in the 3d matrix, uh, corporate business world dealing with money and stocks and all that kind of stuff. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that and stay soul, oh my God, soul aligned?
1: I love this question so much. This is my jam because I'm constantly thinking about like, what is a divine? So my purpose, I wanted to create a divine feminine business structure it's like, how do we do that? Like, how do we actually do it? And I, I'm, we're still working it out. And thankfully my team is like very open to like, Hey guys, we're not going to use the capitalist structure over there. We can use, we can do the stocks and we can do that thing. But like, it's, it, changes things around and the focus be- then becomes just on profit, 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 or we can bring in outside investors and then their mind and their needs are going to dictate what we do here. So instead we've created this bootstrapped entity that is sort of like organically moving along. And I have this vision for like how companies actually should be this, like almost like a, a beehive where it, which is like just nurturing people. It's like a buzzy place and everybody's getting sort of what they need out of it. And um, just a really supportive system. So I'm constantly looking. And if you have anybody's listening, have good literature, or awesome people who are trying to figure this out, then please um, let me know. Find me. <laughs> let's talk. Because it's really, you know, I want to, you know, find like ultimate sole purpose. Like let's find a different kind of company structure and how we actually do business um, where it's much more sort of collaborative and where you actually Help other people, and you're not scared by the scarcity. Like there's enough customers for everybody. Like where everybody's doing the good stuff. Let's all work together and like and rise together. So that's always been sort of the guiding light. Um, and it's been interesting, even the spiritual realms. So a lot of people who are afraid about collaborating or like, oh no, my customer might go to you, and then I'm, been, we all, well, you can take some of my customers to fill the gap. You know, it's just like we all should be working together. So it's it's uh it's a really interesting. Uh, Feel to be in but I'm definitely trying to do it not fall into sort of this is how it's done and this is how a startup is run and like nope we're flipping it all in sets
0: that's brilliant. And you probably have a lot of in, or people that are coming to join you that are sick of that sort of model and, and that they've been experiencing this whole time anyhow. And so they're probably craving something like what you're also facilitating and, and want to be a part of in this community that you're enriching as well. It's an awesome model and it's an awesome idea. I love this idea of just the rising tide raises all ships. It's like, look, we're not in competition. I feel this way about podcasting. We have each other on each other's shows. We, you know, hey, I just had this incredible guest on and I'll send it to a bunch of people and I'm like, you got to check them out and then I'll see them Up on their shows, and it's it's just the coolest thing ever because there's no kind of like competition in this because there doesn't need to be, right? And so it's really nice, right? And it's it's so nice to see though that you're you're on board with this as well because it's a model, like I said, just kind of inherent in this. Now there's exceptions to this, of course, but I we don't align with those type of folks anyway, so it's really great. They kind of go play in their own yard, and we're there. You know, come on over whenever you'd like. But here's kind of how we approach things in this you know arena. So it's really interesting. I'll probably turn you loose after this question. I wanted to ask you about, I know that uh, Switzerland and Sweden are different countries, but I want to know what your thoughts are on CERN and what they're planning to do on July 5th.
1: I don't even know about that. You do not? No.
0: Like, do you know about CERN at all? No. The particle collider right outside Geneva?
1: Oh, CERN. Okay. Uh, The nuclear research. Yeah. Tell me about this.
0: Yes. So, um, they, God, this is such a rabbit hole. Um, so I'm going to send you, I guess, some videos and stuff on it, but there's a whole, you know, opening ceremony and everything. I think July 4th, 2012 is when they opened this thing. They, it's just really creepy. So it's a large, you know, Hadron Collider, uh, particle accelerator, the largest, I guess, machine in the world, the largest technological machine in the world. And uh, so it spins particles around, smashes them. They're looking for the god particle is what they say, the Higgs boson, and they found it. But what's kind of really going on, and there's an undertone of just really interesting like creepy kind of stuff that occurs there because they're scientists, they're physicists, but they do these rituals, uh, which I've, I can't wait to talk to you about this. This is awesome. So they do these huge rituals that are very pagan in, or, um, in origin. They're also very satanic looking. There's sort of Baphomet creatures that are running around. They're dancing. There's portals. There's sacrifice. There's angels. There's people walking like zombies. Like it's the weirdest thing. And these are the scientists. You know, I've never heard of any other scientific... I guess endeavor where they have these it's it's a literal ritual now if it's satanic or what we don't know but a ritual to open this thing and then to smash these particles and so there's a lot of you know speculation that what they're doing is actually ripping open holes in other dimensions and kind of letting things in and why I asked you about July 5th is because it's kind of back on everybody's mind that CERN is planning to reopen after being shut down for a really long time and they're planning to um go back at it at the highest levels of energy that they've ever utilized. So it's going to make this huge impact, right? And there's speculation that they could be, you know, causing this huge black hole, which kills us. Now, what's really interesting is like in 2012, when it, you know, kicked off or whatever, this is when all the really big Mandela effects started ramping up. And this is where people, you know, couldn't remember if the headband on um, the Karate Kid was red or black, you know, and it, it seems to be there are things in our physical reality, especially from our past that's changed, and people call this "well misremembering," but so many people have talked about this that it's mm. it's kind of a thing now. So the Mandela effect is fascinating. Have you ever heard of that?
1: No. Oh I my haven't. God!
0: I have so many things I'm going to send you. Okay, and then we'll we'll have yes, you back on it. And, and we'll talk yeah, about yeah, it. But yeah. CERN's crazy. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, it's it's I, I love all of this. Um, yeah, Jennifer, the long word that you know also is she, we have the best conversations about all this stuff. I'm normally of of the. Um, Here's here's another thing I got in my in my last ceremony. Because a lot of the things it's like, oh, is it a hologram? Is it real? Like, what's the conspiracy? The Illuminati, the thing, and the, that and thing. And the message that came to me clearly is like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But what do you do when that noise comes as the fear comes hacking at you? And you're like, oh my shit, freaking out. You know what? You go turn out your favorite song, you turn up the freaking music so they can not block that shit out because it's it can get super confusing. It can pull you down. Like, I think it's interesting. I, I look at it from like, oh, this I, could, I like this as a thought experiment. I yes. love it. But it's also like, I'm always sort of like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to battle the Illuminati, but I'm going to keep cranking my light up until I block that shit out. So that's just my, like, philosophy on it. But I love, please send me all the stuff. And I'm, I'm intrigued.
0: I absolutely will. And I'm like you. I, I agree with you 100%. There's uh, a big struggle, you know, that occurred here a few years ago with myself where I stopped Paul Revering with conspiracy theories and fighting the Illuminati. It's perfect that you said it. And I just observe it. I just, I like it. I think it's interesting, you know, in the, especially the Mandela effect. You start running through them. Like, there, was there a dash between Kit and Kat? like uh i'll give you one uh the um monopoly man uh describe his physical appearance for me if you don't mind you know the game monopoly the guy okay so describe. black
1: hat white mustache
0: Uh uh-huh anything else you can remember
1: did he have eyes i
0: don't know uh so uh, maybe
1: uh, a walking stick like a wand (laughs) okay a wand
0: okay uh anything on his face that you can remember besides the white mustache
1: Did he have a mouth?
0: I don't know. That's okay. A lot of people say a monocle, like a one oh, little yeah, monocle. Because yeah, yeah. right. he was modeled after JP Morgan, which famously oh, wore shit. one of those. And so um, a monocle, but in Got this it. reality, it never happened. Uh, a few others are like movie quotes, like uh, Star Wars and stuff like that. So I'm going to send you some stuff. We'll have some fun with oh, it later. Oh,
1: fantastic. On. I love it.
0: But it, the certain thing is interesting. And again, just because it's coming up and it's right down the street from you, which is weird, you know, that I, I didn't know if you had jumped into all of those things, but you wouldn't have paid attention to it if you're too busy cranking music and living your best life. I get it. I completely get it. But also, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: just as a thought experiment, and that'll be that.
1: Totally, no, I love it. I love it as a thought experiment, but it, I just had to make the choice whether or not. Like it's so easy to go through the rabbit hole, like holy yes. crap, no And I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna. And even if it's all, if it's all true, or whatever it is, my my skin is still my skin, and my feelings are still my feelings, and I'm still physically. I feel like I'm physically here. So let's take the both the red and the blue pill at the same time and like leave a little bit of the, on both sides and just like okay yeah
0: I like that. Take them both and just break the both. matrix yeah. together. Totally. <laughs> I dig that. I will. Let's close on this. I'd, I'd like to talk about your modern mystic initiation that you offer. And then um, we'll, we'll give you the last word on this and we'll just talk to you next time. This has been so cool. I've, I've definitely got to have you back on and we have so many more cool things to talk about, but yeah,
1: now I'm going to get into the CERN stuff too. I mean, I'm going to be very educated next
0: time. <laughs> I'll send it to you. And the only thing about Ju- uh, July 5th is because it's with the planetary alignment. There's a lot of divine feminine uh-huh. thing going on, especially here in the States. Um, and so it's an interesting that that time period when everything lines up, and there's been a lot of people that talk about this as prophecy, as all that kind of stuff, which I don't get scared by. But I think it's interesting about it is, is it basically splits universes or lets another portal open up. Now, I'm hoping that this is like the, the cool, super awesome portal where everything just floods in and they take all the lizard turds out. I think that'd be kind of cool. It may also kind of uh, reference the Dolores Canon idea, if you take it literally, that literally there's going to be a split here and some people will be sucked into the 3D because you did all the right things and all of that. Which get a little religious-y for me, but um, it's still kind of interesting. So you, you offer some crazy cool stuff on your website and with your app. So the Modern Mystic Initiation, I was looking at this thing and it's like crystal magic, uh, urban mineral magic. I like the mystical AF integration. So that kind of yes. drew my eye as well. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So we have this awesome uh, journey that we call it. So it's like an eight day journey that you can take inside the app. So it really helps you get initiated with the sort of the basics of what are modern, modern mystic tools that are available. So we'll talk a little bit about you know your chakras and your the crystals, your crystal allies and all the different tools that you have available and how to use them. And then we have like a nice sort of affirmation sort of thing that you can really bless yourself with um, and get you sort of certified as a modern mystic we think it's really important that people claim this you know like we go through it here are the steps like these are the tools it's not rocket science like it's all available you can go find crystals even in nature or in your favorite store and like how do you use them how do you activate them i often have this vision of just like you know there's so many beautiful crystals all over the world in people's homes in the ground like but they need to be activated so having more people understanding how to actually activate nature tools, we're going to have a whole grid of like freaking powerful magic holding the earth. So it's just like as a modern mystic, you will get more initiated with the stuff and learn how to do it so that you can really, you know, live a deeper life and, and more spiritual life, and is, which is then going to help and lift everybody up again. So. Take the Modern Mystic Initiation, get the app, take the initiation, start working with your tools. It's so fun.
0: I love it. Uh, Before we let you go, do you mind uh, giving us an example on how to activate this? This is a little piece of amethyst my wife uh, gave me a long time ago, so I just kind of, you know, I just kind of hold on to it during shows. So is it crystal specific or is it one blanket kind of every all one size fits all for any crystal that you got?
1: I mean, it's. And this is, again, there's no right or wrong. Again, I'm not going to, nobody's getting punished for the right. not activating it right, right? That's just bullshit. So at the end of the day, an activation is just putting your intention onto something. That's how you activate it. And you can do that, you know, you can do it on the new moon if you want to activate something with, a, with like a new creation energy, right? So like, okay, we're in the new moon. We're going to when start of the moon cycle. We're going to put forth all the new things that we want to do in our life then you can hold your stone and just like, you're going to help me with this project. And of course, all the crystals have different properties. Amethyst is great for psychic abilities. It's like, hey, Crystal, you're going to help me stay aligned with my spirit guides right now so I can get the good information for me to finish this project that I wanted to do. So now you have programmed that. And then you can also cleanse your crystals. And that's really great to do during the full moon. So in the full moon, you can put your crystals out, you know, um, on your windowsill or outside in nature and they get supercharged by by the moon. So you can also and you can also like if you need to cleanse them, you can cleanse them. You can put like some sage or whatever your smudge of choice would be to clear them out, and then reprogram them with something else under the light of the moon. So there's like a million ways to do it. Um, crystal shops will have like good things about what are the they for, you know, you whatever. But again, like whatever you gravitate towards, that's your crystal. So. I like to go into the metaphysical shops and just see what pulls me, and just like following my intuitions, like, ooh, that thing over there, like, that that looks interesting, what is it? And then just getting with that, that way. And when you buy a new crystal, do cleanse it when you come home. Some, you can even cleanse them in water. Not all crystals love water, like sunlights don't like water, um, but you can find, you can Google that easily, and you can just, again, smoke cleanse them, and then you, you put your intention, and just talk to it, talk to the crystal it's okay nobody is listening
0: (laughs) but the crystal which is great well i love it because it's almost like nature's technology you know you can encode information in here just like you're doing an encoding technology with really mystical amazing af stuff so Julie monk thank you so much this has been amazing i will absolutely have you back on thank you again thanks for having me want to take a moment and thank julia monk for coming by and hanging out with us. she is so fascinating absolutely remarkable i love her app uh saged app which will be located down in the show notes as well as all the other ways to find her guys so check her out i think she's a phenomenal phenomenal aligned resource to move into this next chapter that we're all moving into Now, down there in the show notes, along with her, is going to be all of our resource links, guys. Make sure that you check those out. Opus, Food Forest, all that good stuff. You you guys know how that works. Also, while you're down there, make sure that you check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. Now, we are moving in a more aligned, focused direction for the future, and this is happening very soon. So make sure that you guys go over and sign up. There's an exciting new direction that we're going, and it is awesome. I can't wait for everybody to be a part of it, and I'm grateful for all of you for getting us to the point that we are at in all of our collective journeys to be able to move forward into this greater, grander version of who we are. So go out into this incredibly beautiful place, guys. Make sure that you're picking up pieces of litter that you see that are just strewn about. Go ahead and don't let that stand. That should be part of everybody's mantra. Especially the litter bugs, no big deal. Uh, also, while you're doing all of that, go ahead and smile and be nice and just pleasant overall to anybody that you come across. Uh, that is a remarkable way to change the vibe in your immediate garden that you're tending there. While you're doing all of that stuff, of course, guys, if you want to take the extra step of buying somebody just a coffee or a meal or donating to the show or something simple like that it it just totally takes everybody's day and creates these massive ripple effects out into the collective that can be felt and experienced by all of us so keep doing that amazing work out there i'm super proud of everybody i get stories and people email in about you know different things like this and i'm always impressed i'm always so grateful that you guys have really picked up and ran with this thing also while you're out there doing that raise the shit out of this vibe of this place by getting out of the left hand lane that's a pain in the ass you got somebody wanting to pass and anything else guys beyond all of it go out into this beautiful place whatever the hell it is and y'all just be good to one another thank you so much for taking this journey with me for listening for watching for engaging for making your world a better place